It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, Atlanta here. Today we're going to learn a little bit about throwing the bones. Now, what is throwing bones? Well, it's a type of divination similar to tarot, um, using a pendulum, looking into a crystal ball, maybe palm reading, but it's a little bit different in the fact that we use bones, shells, and curios to get in touch with the ancestors where you get advice on the future or maybe things that you're dealing with right now. So, we have Brandy McGee. She'll be our guest today. She is a big figure on TikTok and Instagram. So uh, no further ado, let's go ahead and introduce her. Brandy, how you doing? Hey, I'm Brandy, also known as Bone Throwing. I have a um, TikTok that's actually a lot of fun, um, but we're here to talk about um, bone divination specifically, um, you know, kind of where it originated, maybe where it started. Um, it's one of the oldest forms of divination in the entire world, and um, a lot of different cultures do it a lot of different ways, and it's going to be a lot of fun discussing that. Exactly, exactly. So what would you say is the biggest difference between throwing bones and other forms of divination? Well, in some books that I've read, um, divination back in, uh, a long time ago is actually used in like battle strategies and things like that and um i believe it was the scots that they ate the food the animal a certain way and then they would read the teeth marks on the bones of the people that ate the food and then somehow that was able i'm not sure how but because that's not my specialty but um and then i think the chinese added um heat to the clavicle and then they read the cracks in that and so it's there's so many forms of it that you can do and um of course i just have my little curios and things like that that i use um to throw on a circular mat you know i do the whole medicine wheel we talked about you know the the native american side of me and things like that so um but yeah that's that's kind of where i go with it but yeah it's been used for a long time a long time yeah, all cultures, um, all over the world, all continents, people don't realize that different faiths, you know, even through Christianity has used bone divination. Yeah. Um, my my tradition that I use is Native American, Southern Hoodoo, African uh, tradition. I don't know if, um, I guess yours is mostly Native American. Is that right? I feel like it is. Yeah. 
Um, I, I incorporate, when I read your book, I started to incorporate, because there were some pieces that I had no explanation for. I just had them, you know? <laughs> and then I got your book and I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And so I, I think I started it with the whole Native American thing, but now I've kind of added a little bit of the hoodoo into it too, because I really like that too. And, um, and it's, it's just, it's been a lot of fun, um, you know, expanding it now that, I, now that there's more literature, now that we're doing the show, we can expand the knowledge on it. You know what I mean? Because there's so much to learn about it. It's just so many cultures. Like you said, it's just an absolute amazing. Some people threw corn kernels and red mm -hmm. corn kernels as, you know, as divination. And um, I can't imagine how they did that, but um, I know the natives did that and um, the native Americans did that. So but I'm not quite sure how I've never been shown that, but that would be very interesting to see. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, you know, people also don't realize that even runes are considered bones bone divination and uh throwing dominoes throwing dice stuff like that but see that's the thing about i that i love about bone divination is the fact that um it's so personal and so different and you know it's it's a mixture of different types of divination and that's what people don't realize that you know like like how you said you know you take a little bit here and a little bit there and that's what makes it personalized even through the type that I teach, which is the tradition I just mentioned, um, even, you know, my students that I've had, they take that basic tradition and then they expand it the way I was taught. You know, I modernized what I was taught, which is, you know, what I had put in the book. Mm -hmm. I modernized what I was taught and changed it a little bit. And that's what you do. That's what makes it personal. That's what makes it different. It's not, and I'm not downing tarot or dowsing or crystal gazing or no, anything yeah, like that by not. any means. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know, I, I still fall back on that. It's just that I just feel like bone divination is just so personal. And um, now I'm, I'm going to ask you a question because I would like to know what your answer is with this, because everybody's different. When you speak to the ancestors, whose ancestors do you speak to? I, well, since I have went through the whole uh, thing of forgiving my grandmother and my grandfather, those are the ones I really knew in, mm -hmm. in real life because my, my parents, my dad's parents passed before I was born. Um, so I didn't really get to know them that well. So it's really more of my mom's side that I talk to, which is actually where the native American comes from that we can locate. I mean, my dad definitely looks native American. We just don't have it documented on his side because of, um, just the way everything went back in those days you know what i mean they destroyed records of all kinds and things like that and then kind of erased our ancestry from our family so um i just have to go on seat of my pants and you know what i feel mm -hmm. in my heart <laughs> oh no no that's that's right but did you know that whenever i do my um my divination and in, in the tradition that i teach um, now it, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm doing a quick throw for somebody, like how you do whenever you're on TikTok and stuff like that, obviously I speak to just my ancestors. However, when I'm doing a throw for somebody, 
and the tradition that I teach, I actually speak to their ancestors. I wasn't sure if you were aware of that. Okay. That's um, yeah. I actually speak to their ancestors, and my ancestors speak to their ancestors. It's just like a big party; everybody gets together. So, but different traditions yeah. um, actually speak to that. That's why I, you know, I wanted to kind of throw that one at you, is because different traditions speak to different ancestors. Sometimes you're speaking to yours, sometimes you're speaking to theirs, but it's it's a relationship that you have to form. You just mentioned that, you know, you have to form that relationship with your family, um, with your, you know, with your ancestors. People often um, ask, you know, well, how can you throw bones if you've been adopted? Well, your ancestors are always in touch with you no matter what. Um, it's kind of like right. DNA, how it trickles down. You know, it's a little light that trickles down. Did you, did you have problems connecting with your ancestors or um, how did you manage to, how did you do that? Shadow work. A lot, a lot of shadow work going back and going through things that they did through did to me when they were alive, learning the positive what I can from it, which was I don't drink alcohol to this day um, because they were alcoholics. So I took what they did and I learned from it and applied it to now. And so, and then I was able to forgive them because back then they didn't know that alcohol was that addictive like they didn't realize the repercussions of it it was like back when people were smoking when they were pregnant you know they didn't know that that was a bad thing and um and so I kind of it took me a long time to forgive them for that but yeah I do work with my ancestors and spirit whenever like I'm doing TikTok throws and things like that because it's really hard to connect with their ancestors like that quick because on the TikTok, it goes by so quick. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so I'm trying to, I'm like really supporting all my ancestors. And you could tell like they get tired mm -hmm. when they start giving no, 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 no. And then I'm like, okay, it's it's time to go, guys. Your know, ancestors tired. But um, but when it comes to Etsy, my Etsy shop, um, I get more information there right. about the person. So I can connect a little bit more there, you know what I mean? And give them more of a clear reading, you know? So if I have more of a connection, I will try to reach out to their ancestors like you do. But um, most of the time I just, yeah, kind of stick with mine. Stick and spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was, yeah. That's what I was uh, mentioning kind of what I do. If it's something quick like that, you have to just rely on your own. But um, okay, so I'm going to take right. a minute here and kind of show everybody what you do. I'm going to throw a couple of your videos up if that's okay. Sure. Do you have a question for the bones? Drop it below and I'll put some in answer. Right, let me cleanse. Now I'll do the daily reading. Oh, what fell off the table? Our health. Our health fell off the table. We need to pay more attention to your physical health. Okay. Um, Right here, your boundaries are open. That's fantastic. Um, things seem to be flowing very smoothly for you right now, which is great. Um, you have your family right here. It's very close to your boundaries. And I see that you do have a wish for your family, as we all do. Um, and that wish is definitely going to come true. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Your ancestors embracing whatever this wish is that you have for your family. So it's definitely going to work out. 
Okay. Um, up here, your ancestor, uh, your other ancestor is also connected to your boundaries. And um, this ancestor actually has a message for you. And she's trying to tell you that you need to be more defensive when it comes to your self-care. You need to take um, you need to take it more seriously because your self-care is everything. If you're not happy, then nobody else is happy. You know what I mean? So look in the mirror and see what you can do to kind of take your power back because your ancestors definitely pushing you um saying that you know you need to be more defensive of your over your self-care, okay? Um once you've got your self-care in order, your work and all that stuff is going to come together. You're going to have a good work ethic. You're going to your financial um crisis is going to be over. Um, and your transformation right here is going to happen too as well. And it's going to alleviate a lot of fears and concerns that you have about money. Um, I see a large chunk of money right here, which is fantastic. Um, your transformation that is going to take place, like I said, is going to give you confidence as well. And it's also going to give you back your, um, your own personal protection and it's going to give you some patience. So that's fantastic. Um, let me see, make sure I got everything. Yep, she's definitely up here speaking to you because here we got we got the mouth over here. If you can if y'all can see it. But yeah, over here, this is the message I was talking about. So definitely do that self-care. Get that done, okay? Y'all have a good day. Did Gina's granddad know that she was with him when he was dying? Absolutely, yes. Is Willow's past big brother with her? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. We're back with Brandy McGee, and we just showed a couple of her TikTok videos and what she does. Brandy, do you have anything you'd like to share with us, like maybe a favorite piece or, you know, favorite video? What about a favorite piece? I do have a favorite piece, actually, um, and it's this little guy. This is a teeny tiny turtle shell, okay? I've had this shell since I was in second grade because my dad actually caught this little guy for me and um, he snuck into the water. I was like, what is he doing? And then he just reached down and grabbed this little baby turtle. And so I had this turtle and um, unfortunately I, I took it to school and this little kid like stuck a pencil in it. So I kept the shell because I was so attached to this little baby. Uh -huh. And my, my dad's like, what are you going to do with this thing? I was like, I don't know, but I'm just going to keep it. And A very it. important component in bone throwing is the ancestors. And of course, the ancestral altar is imperative that we have one of those. That is where we go to pray to the ancestors, to speak to the ancestors. It's even where we keep our bones stored at times. Although I keep mine stored with me at all times next to my bed, I practically sleep with them. But the ancestral altar is where um, we speak to the ancestors, we give offerings, we talk to them. So what would you like to share with us about your ancestral altar? How do you have it set up? Um, well, I had their pictures up for a while in frames and then I didn't really feel like, uh, that was personal enough. So then I stuck them on, um, oh shoot, you know, like a piece of cardstock. And then I went through and I have tons of like witty stickers and stuff. And so I picked out stuff that they liked in real life and kind of put it around their pictures. And then now I have that up on the altar 
instead of just their picture. So now they have things that they can like kind of look at. I know that sounds weird, but you know, they have pictures around them of flowers and, you know, and of things like that so that they can still, you know, get that vibe. You know, I felt like a picture just wasn't enough. Um, I do have them back here on this altar, but this room normally stays closed until the afternoons. And so, and then when I come in here is when I open my altar and I start doing my, my orders and things like that. So, um, but yeah, they're back there. They stay covered during the day. Like I say, doors, everything's shut in here. It's dark. And, um, and then I give them my offerings, do my sprays, you know, try to open, open my altar up a little bit. Call I like them. that. There are three main rules that you need to keep in mind with your ancestral altar. The first one is never put it in your bedroom. If you have to put it in your bedroom, keep it covered unless you're using it. And it's for obvious reasons of disrespect, it being in the bedroom. The next one is if you put an offering up there, do not take it down unless, of course, it's going to spoil or you ask permission to the ancestors to do so. Um, you can ask by divination, uh, dreams, uh, meditation and such. The last is do not put the living on the ancestral altar. If you've got a picture of you and say grandma that has passed away, make sure you cut yourself out. Do not put the living on there. So as far as offerings are concerned, and you always put what they like, not what you like, but what they like. For example, my sister who has passed in 95 liked Oreo cookies. So I put Oreo cookies up on the ancestral altar. Um, if you do not know what they liked, good fallback is always whiskey and rum and tobacco. So those are good fallbacks. You can always put those up there. And um, like I said, never, ever take down the, the offering unless you ask permission or if it's going to spoil. So those are just some little tips and tricks as far as setting up your ancestor altar. You can put pictures up. You can put candles, incense, um, just decorate it and make it beautiful. You know, um, like Brandy did, you know, she took a poster board and um, did little stickers and just little decorations around of things that they liked. Very good idea. Just make it your own. Make it beautiful. Make it respectful for them. It's just a place where you can go pray to them. Talk to them like how we're doing, talking, you know, to each other. They can't hear you unless you speak aloud. They're people just like we are. So just keep that in mind whenever you're creating your ancestral altar. Well, we've run out of time. So Brandy, I would like to say thank you for coming on. This is my second show and it has been an honor to have you on here. Um, we will catch you on TikTok. And um, yes, so we would love to have you on again, maybe to go a little bit deeper into how to throw bones. And um, we will see you soon. Blessed be. Definitely. Anytime. Thanks. This segment of the show is my product review. I would like to actually review two products, two books on throwing the bones. The first one is by Michelle Jackson. It's Bones, Shells, and Curios. Now, this is one of the first books that was out there on how to throw bones, actual step-by-step -step guidance on how to do it. It is fully illustrated by Michelle Jackson and gives you step-by-step -step instruction. It has um, how to get in touch with your ancestors, how to set up an ancestral altar, a little bit of history on uh, throwing the bones. Michelle has traveled all over the world uh, in learning how to do this, and she's very seasoned on how to. The next book is my book, Throwing the Bones, Divination for the Modern Practitioner.
I have been throwing bones for about 14 years and um, my tradition is Native American, Southern Hoodoo, African mix. It also gives you step-by-step -step instruction and by the end of the book you're able to throw bones. Um, there are 11 different throws, 50 pages of meanings, and it is a full color book um, with black and white uh, pictures of the meanings. So. Both books I highly recommend if you're even slightly interested in learning how to throw bones. And um, like I said, you know, uh, both of them, good to go, uh, go-to books as far as learning how. So thank you so much. Bully and Bessie. All right. Let them watch your pedal right now because they're... Oh, I'm about to step in sneeze. Don't step in the cow patty. I need to learn. I got my boots on, though. Yes, she does. I got my boots on. All right. She's a farmer. She's a farmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but I think I got too much. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You want more? Here, pull it off of here. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I could be a farmer. I could be a farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you tell the difference? Oh, because he's got more. Of he he he's got a he's got more of a cone, yeah. and his tail is bigger, but and he crows. Here's a cone. I'm so excited. Look, look at the chickens. They're just everywhere. They're all around me. See, here's me. There's my feet. Here's the chickens. Look at them coming up to us. Speak it. They're talking. What are y'all doing for the full moon? I'll show y'all what I'm doing. So I've already started making moon water, but I figured I'd stop and remind y'all that you need to make yours. And I'm actually going to do a new one um, tonight because I got this crystal from a friend of mine and um, it's a smoky double point. And so I'm going to make some water using this. Just put your crystal in there. I use distilled water because I make um, different sprays and things like that. So that way I can add witch hazel or a little vodka to it so that nothing grows in it. Cover it. Stick this outside and let it charge under the full moon tonight, y'all. It's absolutely awesome stuff to have. You can make anything with it. This next segment of the show is called Dear Atalanta, and it's where I have my audience write into me with questions. You may write into me at atalanta at bonewitch.com. That's A-T-A-L-A-N-T-A -A -A at bonewitch.com. So our first question is, the female witch is called a witch. What is a male witch called? Simple, witch. Now, some people call a male witch a warlock. That is a bad word in the pagan world. Um, warlock is more, more of a dark path witch. Um, you may call a male witch a wizard, 
um, a sorcerer. You may call a female witch a sorceress, but usually you call a male witch simply a witch. So, um, our next question is, what is the difference between Wicca and witchcraft? Well, Wicca is a religion, whereas witchcraft is not. Now, you can practice a religion in witchcraft, but um, it's not necessary that you do so. Witchcraft, I'm sorry, witchcraft is the practice of magic, whereas Wicca is an actual religion. Now, in Wicca, you do practice magic. In witchcraft, you can be Christian, you can be hoodoo, you can be voodoo, um, you can be any kind of the pagan uh, path. You don't have to believe in any belief system at all, any god or goddess. But if you practice magic, you are a witch. Now, in Wicca, they also believe in the law of three, the threefold law. If you send something out, it comes back to you threefold. Um, they also believe in the Wiccan read. Um, but Wicca, the biggest difference is the fact that Wicca is a religion. Just that question. Once again, if you would like to write in to me, it is at Atlanta at bonewitch.com. And I ask that you please do so. And I'll be happy to answer as many questions as I possibly can. And if I don't know the answer, I will look it up for you and we'll see what we can find out. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, that's it for my show this time. And we'll see you in two weeks where we'll have Elsa Pendragon on here. Where we'll be talking about expectations of learning witchcraft versus realistic expectations of learning witchcraft. Um, Hollywood versus realistic um, witchcraft. So anyway, I can't wait to see you again. And I'll see you in two weeks. Blessed be.